It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Cindy Rios with you this morning. Did you know that this is the National Day of Prayer? It is the National Day of Prayer 2022, and the theme of this particular day is exalt the Lord who has established us. Exalt the Lord who has established us. I think that uh, certainly relates to those of us that are Americans. We know that our foundings, God established the foundings of this country working through people, some of them who were totally committed to him, many, many, many of them were, but not all of them. Uh, he used people like Ben Franklin, who, uh, you know, sort of were, but not really. Tom Jefferson, same thing. Uh, and yet he wove together this incredible nation that has flourished and been unlike any other uh, and any other time in history, uh, founded on principles and ideals and Christian values, even if everyone wasn't Christian. So exalt the Lord who has established us. And how ironic that on this day, uh, we're going to have to talk about things that are, you know, so destructive to the foundations of this country, and so so the opposite of what God would have us do and how he would have us behave as a people. So uh, as, we, uh, as we talk about this today, I just pray maybe there'll be a time for us during this show today to at least pray some. Uh, I confess to you, this is the first time in my radio career, uh, seriously, since the 90s, that I did not realize today was a National Day of Prayer. And uh, otherwise, we would have played music and had had this all planned out. So forgive me for that. Uh, it's not you know it's not like a holy day, but nevertheless, I think it's important. In fact, let me start the show with prayer, and then we're going to jump in and talk about the news. Father, I ask that you would have mercy on us as a nation. We know that we have, even as believers, as much as we love you, we have failed you in so many ways. There's nothing in us that deserves your mercy. There's nothing in us that deserves the way you bless this nation. And we, we recognize that, Father, and we humbly bow before you, thanking you, as Abraham Lincoln admonished us, and George Washington, the founding father of this country, that we bow in prayer and acknowledge God. And so, Lord, even if that's all we do today, acknowledge your presence, acknowledge your existence, bow humbly before you, that's what we want to do. And then as a result of that, we ask that you change us, change our lives, change our hearts and our minds. And as a result of that, change our nation, intervene, stop the horrible things that are happening, and help those of us that are your followers to stand tall and fight back in righteous ways. And I ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, the world, the world is going crazy over the leak of Sam Alito's, Justice Sam Alito's a draft opinion on overturning Roe versus Wade. They especially went crazy yesterday. In fact, the libs of TikTok, which is a web, it's on TikTok, and it's someone who sort of demonstrates to us how crazy people are out there. And this is just give you an idea of how angry and vitriolic and violent the left is prepared to be clip nine. 
If they actually do this, yeah, uh, that would be the time where rioting would be okay. I got the pitchforks, you get the gas and the torches. There's only one solution to this, to all of this, because it's all interconnected. Starts with B, ends with E, and it's not vote. Do you ever wake up in the morning and think you just want to burn it all to the ground? And what I mean by burning it all to the ground is those old white men and the women who support them who want to tell me what to do with my body. If Roe versus Wade gets overturned, there will be mayhem in these streets. All right, so that's just a little taste of what we have coming up. And I think it would be hard, you'd be hard pressed to convince me uh, that the whole leak of this uh, draft document. Uh, which Sam Alito makes the case for overturning, overturning Roe versus Wade. And I guess I have to be clear because uh, there's so much unclarity out there. Overturning Roe versus Wade, that decision that was made in 1973 at the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, would not stop abortion in this country. It would turn back the decision on whether states uh, allowed abortions to each state capital, to each and every one of them. All 50 states would have to decide, many of them have already decided, uh, but it doesn't eliminate, it's not a federal mandate that abortion be, oh, that it were. But it's not. It's not that. Uh, and Sam Alito didn't ask for that either. He said, basically, it goes back where it should be to the states. Ruth Bader Ginsburg agreed with him on this. Uh, you know, the notorious RBG. But I guess, you know, the memo didn't get to the, the libs of TikTok, uh, nor did it get to the Antifa marches that went to Seattle. As a matter of fact, uh, I want you to hear what happened. There were several, this, these are, they're so worried about their rights to abort babies. It's just amazing how this motivates the left. It's amazing how rabid and insane they become when they think, even just think, that they might not be able to kill their children. It makes them crazy. And so last night in Seattle, they marched, they lit flares, and this is a little bit of what it sounded like. So that gives you an idea. It's a, Antifa and Black Bloc members, they, they chanted, I smell Nazis, while carrying lit flares and signs threatening, burn our rights, we burn your state, which prompted the governor of uh, Seattle, Jay Inslee, to hold a, a rally in support of abortion. Just where we, and then, uh, Washington is, state has some of the most liberal law on abortion. I wish I could tell you specifically. But I remember just in this last year or so, under Inslee, they passed laws in their legislature which made abortion legal for later in the term. I don't remember. Maybe it's full term. I'm not sure. Probably is. But they are a very pro-choice state, uh, and yet they want to you know, join in the, the, the little game here that we're all playing, this game that we're playing that abortion is going to be made illegal, and these poor women around the country are not going to be able to kill their babies, and that's just pretty distressing. And so distressing that they're shrieking like demons, and maybe that's exactly 
what is happening. I think it's, I would say that this is a time when Antifa and Black Lives, uh, um, Antifa and the Black Bloc protesters are very consistent because they are marching to kill babies. They like killing. They like death and murder and injury and attacking people. So they're being consistent with their mission, no question about it. Meanwhile, down in Los Angeles, uh, there were other um, uh, protesters who converged, and it sounded something like this. reason that's being blocked out is because it's vulgar and foul. And what's happening is these two police officers are trying to arrest. They're actually being pretty aggressive, and they're trying to arrest these protesters who are destroying uh, uh, federal vehicles. You see them, you know, breaking out glass. And uh, so they're trying to stop whatever it is that they're doing. And then the crowd surrounds them and starts chanting this vulgarity, and the police have to back off because there aren't enough of them. Gee, I wonder how that happened in Los Angeles. Why don't they have enough police? I can't imagine. And so uh, then a young girl who's 15 years old in Los Angeles, 15, 15 years old, is there to protest, and she's the one chosen to, 15 years old, 15. Where were you when you were 15? What were you doing when you were 15? How old were you? What did you understand when you were 15? And yet this little girl stands to say this, clip six. Um, we, we We passed Roe v. Wade. We're safe. We're okay. And... The fact that the Supreme Court might pass this is just the last straw to show that we're not safe. And we may go back, and we will not go back. I mean, I'm 15 years old. I'm a freshman in high school. I should be at home doing my homework, but instead I'm here fighting for my rights because I know all right, that's enough. You get the point of it. She gets this ovation, and I'm sorry for her. I, my heart goes out. She says, we're, we had Roe versus Wade, and we're safe. We're okay, but now they want to take it away. And I, I think of all the stories that I know, because I've been in this, at this for a long time, of women taken and girls to abortion clinics. I remember the one story of someone telling me how she was put in a room with other women who had just had abortions, and they were all crying all of the women in that room, from the pain of the ordeal, whimpering, and that's what she, they just, you know, didn't look at each other. They just stared into space. Yeah, so this is what, you know, uh, this young 15-year-old girl is safe from. Oh, no, she's safe to do, no, wait a second. What is this? She's not going to be safe because they'll be, she'll be allowed to be sent to an abortion clinic even without the parental permission, and because she's so knowledgeable at the age of 15, she will endure the horrible uh procedure of abortion, the sucking, uh, the sounds. So that's what happened in Los Angeles. It's becoming clear to all of us that uh, this, again, is orchestrated. I played the Chuck Schumer clip for you yesterday, uh, calling out, just outrageously calling out the justices, the Republicans for you know, uh, trying to make people think that abortion is going to be made illegal when that's really not what this is or, a, at all. Which, by the way, again, I say too bad. I'm sorry it isn't, but it isn't. Uh, each of the states will have to decide. So we know what they're doing. They're trying, Barack Obama and Michelle, a couple of days ago I read you their part of their statement where they tell people to get out in the streets to protest. And then we've got Joe Biden, our president, our president weighing in. And this is what he said, clip five. 
Look, as I said when I, uh, um, when this hit as I was getting on the plane to go down to Alabama, um, this is about a lot more than abortion. I, I hadn't read the whole opinion at that time. But this reminds me of the debate with Robert Bork. Bork believed the only reason you had any inherent rights was because the government gave them to you. If you go back and look at the opening comments of the Bork Biden when I was questioning him as chairman, I said, I believe I have the rights that I have, not because the government gave them to me, which you believe, but because I'm just a child of God, I exist. I delegated by joining this union here to delegate some obligation, some rights I have to the governments for, for social good. So the idea that somehow there is an inherent right, that there is no right of privacy, that there is no right. And remember the debate we had, you don't remember, but we had a debate about uh, Griswold versus Connecticut. There had been a law saying a married couple could not purchase birth control in the privacy of their own bedroom and use it. Well, that got struck down. Griswold was thought to be a bad decision by Bork, and I'm, my guess is the guy's on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state changes the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. This MAGA crowd. In recent crowd, American the, history. The people that support President Trump and support the Constitution and the law and order that's been in place in this, in this country for uh, two and a half centuries. It's really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history, says the president of the United States. Do you think maybe that's putting fuel to the fire in the streets of Antifa and Seattle and Los Angeles and more streets to come? And the old business about rights coming from God is part of our constitutional documents. They're called natural rights. Our rights do come naturally from God, not by government. There's no way that Robert Bork believes that the, our rights come from government. That is a complete lie and distortion of the exchange between him and Robert Bork. And uh, that Joe Biden would make, you know, an excuse that he has a right to abort his children because of God-given rights is so perverse. But isn't that just perfect? Isn't that just a cherry on the ice cream? Isn't that just a wrap-up of what's going on? Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. 
The American Family Association presents the Marriage Family Life Conference 2022, along with a youth apologetics track. The Marriage Family Life Conference does not exclude children on purpose. It's, it's built, built in. in. We want families to come. And the thing is, if you look at what the people who hate God are doing, they are going After. through great lengths to indoctrinate our children. Yes, And so that's this right. is a, a chance to be on offense. They're going to be equipped. You know, at the same time you're being equipped, we care about what's happening with our children. Please join us for this year's conference, July 7th through the 9th, at the Bancourt South Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi. Register now at marriagefamilylife.net. Better hurry, though. Registration ends on May 15th. We're just looking for ways to help equip families for what's going on. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Well, it's quite an accomplishment to be named to a post at one of our nation's military academies. But what about being named to all five military academies? Well, that would be a miracle. And Noble Rasmussen is a miracle worker. He was recently accepted to all five military academies. Noble is a patriot, and he told Fox News that God has blessed his life. The Nebraska teenagers already served as a cadet in the Civil Air Patrol, and that led to his interest in a military career. Noble's parents say they pray their son will be a young man of honor, honesty, and integrity, a prayer we should all pray for all of our children. By the way, Noble announced on Fox News that he will be an airman at the Air Force Academy. My new book, by the way, makes a great gift for moms and grandmas, our daily biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's available at your favorite bookstore and online at ToddStearns.com. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded. That right that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean So the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Uh, it would be, it would be, uh, you could laugh, I guess I laugh inappropriately a lot, like in that case. He, he's just, um, he is, uh, it's interesting to see him. He has dementia, no question about it, but he's still wicked. He's still the same Joe, wicked Joe that he always was. I've watched him for years. I know he had a great smile, and some of you thought he was a moderate, but he was not. I've seen him in uh, Judiciary Committee meetings. I've seen the wickedness. I've, I saw him uh, try to destroy Clarence Thomas, you know, 30, 40 years ago. 
Yeah, so, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a wicked guy. So it's interesting to see that play out in the midst of his dementia. He's still wicked. Dementia. He is still wicked. Now, he said, you know, that every major religion, you know, uh, this comports, you know, this whole business of aborting our children comports with all the major religions. I have no idea what he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about, but that's coming from the man who just made the case in the other clip that we have I've, we have a right to abort our children because we get our rights from God. Oh, and remember he said yesterday, I played a clip for you about, he said that our, if, if we let this go through, our children will have less rights than we do. Our, ch- our children, he actually said that, and I said at the time, wait, you mean, the what? no, I think they will have less rights when they are aborted. They don't have a lot of rights, so I think our children, uh, while maintaining the legality of Roe versus Wade, are having less rights than we had. Uh, because uh, our parents weren't allowed to abort us. But call me crazy. It's just so twisted. Another president said this, and I think it's worth repeating. President Ronald Reagan, uh, he, didn't tweet, he didn't tweet this. <laughs> this was tweeted. Uh, the repeat of President, because there was no Twitter in case you didn't get that. President Ronald Reagan quoted uh, as a counter to Biden, everyone who is for abortion has already been born. And boy, isn't that true. Yeah, so it's easy to say, you know, when it's not you and you don't, you know, it's not your life, uh, it's easy to be very cavalier about that. All right, well, um, one of the things that I think that we can be sure of and I think we need to be prepared for, does anybody remember the summer before the 2020 presidential election? We do, right? We remember the violence in the streets. It was Black Lives Matter. It was Antifa. Uh, and it was relentless. They burned buildings down, and they harmed people. And no one, as far as I know, is in jail for that. Maybe there are some exceptions. If there are, I don't know about them. Uh, and un- unlike the protesters on January the 6th, who none of them had weapons, in spite of what you hear, none of them killed anyone. The only people that were were killed in that uh, altercation in the Capitol were Trump supporters. I think there were four of them. No policeman was uh, died from it, even though they said that. That's not true. None of them did. Brian Sicknick, I, I want to go through the details of that. Let me just say, the injustice is palpable. That people who went into the Capitol, who then saw some really terrible things and started fighting back, were arrested. Many of them did nothing, didn't even go into the Capitol and were arrested. But Black, Black Lives Matter activists and Antifa activists are, you know, up to it again. So, Antifa's been quiet for a while, so has Black Lives Matter. So why do you think that is? What do you think they've been doing? Do you think they're gone? Do you think they're, like, they've reduced in numbers, they've lost interest? You know, I don't think so. I think they're gearing up for a really big summer. I think they're gearing up to try to destroy and undermine the elections in the fall because the the Democrats know that they're in trouble. I think this is completely all orchestrated. There's just almost no question to me about this. And so uh, remember that Joe Biden, even the second day after this leak happened, was telling people to go out and vote for pro-choice candidates, pro-abortion candidates. And uh, and that was, a, you know, the theme was copied by the, the Obamas. I mean, they were ready for this. They thought through everything. And they they plan, and they, they're planners. They're community organizers, and they are planners. They think way ahead, and so we can see the planning now. The planning is for riots and burning in the street, destruction, intimidation of Trump supporters, because what did Biden say about us? Uh, I tossed the sheet. But he, you know, he, we're, we're the worst. MAGA voters are the worst 
the worst, the worst he's ever seen in his political career. We are just dangerous. And uh, he didn't say criminal, but that's the inference. And so it's um, open season on MAGA voters. And that's probably a lot of you listening to me. It's certainly me. Uh, But um, all right. So uh, I want to talk about a few things here. I'm trying to figure out which direction to go. I, I do want to talk. I want to talk about elections and spent since elections are part of the conversation here. I want to talk about elections uh, and I want to talk about um, the Supreme Court. Some more of this. This is from a listener. Connie says, if taking to the streets to protest the Supreme Court decision turns violent, if it turns to rioting and overtaking Capitol buildings nationwide, will this be considered insurrection? And will those advocating these protests Obama, Schumer, and Biden be held accountable? Will they be sharing a cell with Trump? That's yeah, a good, yeah, good rhetorical question, Connie, and uh, thanks for, you know, provoking our thoughts on that. Um, oh, yeah, so here's Biden's exact words. The MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. The most extreme political organization that's existed in history. More extreme than Antifa? More extreme than Black Lives Matter? Uh, and we could we could probably uh, the weather underground. I mean, I could go back a bit, but um, it's just a, it's absolutely appalling. All right, I want to go to some of your email now. We um, you can send email by the way at sandy at afr dot net, and we have really been enjoying the things that you are writing. It's uh, very insightful. You give me information that I don't know, and you know we're posting almost everything on Getter. That's G E T T R. If you haven't signed up for that app, uh, and then we're asking you to. Uh, communicate with us at sandy at afr.net. We were sort of, uh, we pushed uh, Facebook aside <laughs> because it's so unreliable and because they shadow ban you and all the rest of it. Same thing with Twitter. So Getter seems to be pretty reliable right now. And so thank you for contacting us in this way. It's sandy at afr.net. Okay, so this is from Chris, uh, who's a military guy. And he says, first and foremost, I want to thank you. He has some lovely things to say. He says, many issues are highly distressing, from the January 6th detainees to the deep state problems in our federal government, to the border crisis, to so many other national and international problems that are affecting our way of life each day. What I mean is we need to be reminded about being Jesus, too, and sharing Jesus with our neighbors, our marching orders in lieu of and in spite of uh, the world falling apart around us. Sometimes... I leave your show feeling so distressed about the world and problems that seem so overwhelming. Our hope comes from our salvation in Jesus and our relationship with him and our purpose in this life because of what he has done for us. I have to remind myself of that sometimes after listening to your show because the issues are weighty and I feel so helpless to make a difference. Chris, that's a good reminder. I, uh, Christopher, I, that's a very good reminder. I, I try um, I try to bring perspective each day, but I don't always do it and not... Sometimes I run out of time, but it's always, um, I tr- I wish it were clearer that when I talk to you about all of these horrible things, that I have a deep and abiding faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know his character, and I, ad- I commend his character to all of you listening, uh, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, uh, that as a loving father who gave his son for our sins, uh, he is not unmindful of the troubles that we face. Jesus himself said that in this world we will have trouble. This is the nature of living on this earth. I do think that we can't run from it. It's so tempting, is it not, uh, to deny it, to run from it, to try to find pleasure, 
Uh, I do the same thing because I, I can't, it gets too much. It gets too much for me. Uh, but there are things that must be faced. You know, I learned that when my, my daughter was so very sick for so many years. I, some of you wouldn't know, but I, have a very, I had a very uh, sick, chronically ill, disabled daughter, my first child. And I took care of her in our home for 20 years. And I have to say, you know, going through a situation like that, where there was chronic illness and seizures and hospitalizations and all of that, um, you just wish, you know, you, it would go away. Uh, you wish that you didn't. You could wake up in the morning and and bounce out of bed and have a different day than the one that was facing you. You wished for relief. Um, you wished for happiness, for joy in your life. And when it does go on and on and on, it wears on you, and it is tiring. Those of you that have had terminal illnesses or serious illnesses can relate to this. So what do we do? Do we... Um, escape to some fantasy world? I think a lot of people do that. Or do we take on the hard things? And do we put one foot in front of the other and do life every day, trusting God in spite of the joy, the lack of joy in that moment, the lack of uh, happiness, I should say, rather than joy, in spite of deliverance, of no deliverance? Uh, it, it, because God is real and powerful and who he says he is in spite of your personal circumstances. And I I always think also because Jesus endured the cross. I think of that. That meant a lot to me, actually, when I was um, living with caring for my daughter, Sasha, uh, because Jesus endured the cross, and nobody—who wants the quality of endurance? Who wants to endure? We want easy fixes. We want to get out. We want to break commitments. We don't want to have to carry through. We don't want to pay a price. We have become really um, very—we indulge ourselves so much in so many ways— uh, but God uses these trials to produce in us endurance. And endurance does produce incredible fruits, as James talks about in the first chapter. So all I'm saying to you is, uh, Christopher, this is not just for you, it's for me too, is that as we take in these things willingly, you don't have to do it. You could turn it over, turn it off and listen to music or something else. But um that only has a short-term relief because we all know that eventually this stuff is going to touch each and every one of us. There will be no way to escape. So it's time to face it now and fight it now. Uh, Chris, you've been in the military, so you know that. But the, the long-term view of it is that um, that God is sovereign. There's no question about it that it is his story. It's not our story. And that as a loving father, he knows. And I, I did experience, you know, in my long it was 20 years I took care of Sasha at home, uh, that God gave me so many wonderful gifts through those years in so many different ways. I don't mean like in a package wrapped up, sent to my home, but I mean just incredible moments with him, incredible moments of encouragement, a complete joy. You know, the one thing I learned is that you've never known real joy until you've known real sorrow, until your heart has been broken, until you have endured some of these really difficult things, including what's happening in the news and come through, you cannot really experience the depth of joy and happiness because you've never known really hard times. So that's more than you bargained for, Chris. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't excuse uh, the show or me from from reminding people of the hope that's in Jesus, and I appreciate you doing that, that reminding me. This I want to talk about um, about some of the elections here because a lot of you are asking me about them. Let me just... This is from West Virginia. There is a primary in West Virginia, by the way. I should say this. 
Uh, next Tuesday are the primaries in West Virginia and Nebraska. I don't know anything about Nebraska, I confess to you. Uh, but West Virginia has a very interesting race because in con- running for Congress is David McKinley and Alex Mooney. They're running for the same seat. Uh, David McKinley has just received a very interesting endorsement from Democrat Joe, Bi- uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> Democrat Joe Manchin in West Virginia, who's endorsed David McKinley, the Republican in the congressional race. Chamber of Commerce has endorsed David McKinley and Mike Pompeo. So you say to yourself, well, that's confusing. Um, my understanding is, uh, first of all, Chamber of Commerce ceased being the friend of conservatives a long time ago. If you don't know that, you should know that now. That doesn't mean your local chamber, they might still be great. But the National Chamber of Commerce is a nightmare for conservatives. They've been working against us for a long time. So if they endorse someone, you can pretty much tell that it's a problem. And if a Democrat like Joe Manchin is endorsing the Republican, then that might be a clue, you think? And Mike Pompeo, why is he doing that? I would just tell you, I know a lot of you like Mike. I don't dislike him, and I feel I'm so happy for what he did internationally, for how he presented himself and fought back. That does not mean he's a, a strong conservative. Just like Sarah Huckabee running in Arkansas, uh, supporting Asa Hutchinson, who, you know, would did not stop transgender uh, advancement in uh, in schools when he could have refused to sign the bill. Uh, Asa Hutchinson, who went along with these draconian shutdowns, and um, uh, and Sarah, other other candidates, Sarah, um, as I understand it, and I, she was a great spokesperson for President Trump. But that doesn't mean that she herself is a strong conservative. You can see that in that race in Arkansas. So back to West Virginia. David McKinley is running against Alex, Alex Mooney, and Alex has the support. I wish I could. I wish I had written down. Uh, he's got the support of uh, a lot of really strong conservatives. Uh, including uh, Club for Growth. Club for Growth didn't used to be a conservative group, but they have moved to the right a lot more. Trust me, I know this. And they are supporting Congressman Alex Mooney. So I'm just telling you that's next Tuesday. And I should take this moment uh, to tell you that I will be off the air next week. Uh, We have some medical things happening. Everything's fine, so not to worry. Uh, But uh, Christian will be uh, hosting for me, but I will not be able to address these uh, campaigns and these primaries the way I would if I were in the seat. But um, but next week, again, in my absence, West Virginia has their primary on Tuesday, as does Nebraska. So if anybody's listening from Nebraska and you have some intel on that, I'd be happy to take your phone calls. It's 888-589-8840. In fact, happy to take any of your phone calls right now if you want to chat. I have more information. I'll try to do it quickly so that I can talk to you on the air because I know I enjoy that and I, I think you do too. 888-589-8840. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. If you're searching for a better life, try the Bible. The Bible says people ruin their lives by foolish behavior. Foolishness is stealing, drunkenness, sexual immorality, violence, and so much more. Foolish acts can put us in jail, give us STDs, and cause unintended harm. God gives us the right to choose, but will allow us to experience the consequences. If we choose His way, we'll avoid the pain foolish behavior brings. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. 
For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. As Apostle Paul navigated torrential ministerial waters in Ephesus, he sent Timothy and Erastus ahead of him as an advance team to Macedonia. Paul also includes Erastus as one who greeted the church at Rome in Romans 16.23, in which Paul described Erastus' job as the city treasurer in Corinth. In 1929, archaeologists in Corinth discovered a mid-first century Latin inscription that read, Erastus, in return for his edelship, laid the pavement at his own expense. The modern equivalent of a first century Edel would be a city manager. The Bible is trustworthy. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Millions of persecuted believers, they're suffering, and they can use your prayers and financial support right now. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International in the country of Zambia, the place where the famous missionary David Livingstone carried out years of ministry. Shadrach is an elder in Ashanti Church. He had word that there was an attack coming one Sunday, and sure enough, 20 radicals showed up in attempt to kill all the Christians gathered for worship in that service, about 200 in number. Now, in self-defense, Shadrach had a handgun. He used it on a man named Ishmael, didn't kill him, but he injured him, but nursed him back to health. He was a livestock farmer, so he took care of the man's livestock. The daughter of that man could not read, could not write, so Shadrach would teach her to read and write using a Bible League program. And I can tell you, in grateful response, the entire family and 80 former radicals have come to place their faith in Jesus Christ. They need Bibles at $5 a Bible. Would you pray about it? And then call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Russian dictator Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine in February has precipitated an impressive and these days rare degree of bipartisan support here for the people of Ukraine, translating into billions in aid and vast arms transfers to the beleaguered defenders. Despite punishing sanctions and military reverses, however, Putin appears determined to continue his murderous aggression. Indeed, he threatens to escalate the conflict further and punish those assisting Ukraine, including with nuclear weapons. As the war in Ukraine's actual and potential costs continue to grow with with President Biden seeking another $33 billion. Hard questions about America's role there must be urgently addressed. In the course of a very timely webinar at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time today, our Center for Security Policy will assess the case for Ukraine with two prominent Ukrainian-American leaders and a former senior Kremlin official. Join us at securefreedom.org. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy Rios, back with you. Uh, listen, I'll, if any of you have something you want to comment on, whether it's the elections or the the, the uh, Roe versus Wade leak, uh, I'm happy to take your calls. Our phone number is 888 
589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Let me continue just for a second to give you a, a little bit more information. Uh, in North Carolina on May 17th, uh, there's a race, you know, Madison Cawthorn and Ted Budd. Ted Budd seems to be doing very well. Madison Cawthorn, uh, it's come into my inbox this morning, another story about really bad behavior on his part with pictures, video, you know, really sexual, icky, horrible stuff, to be honest with you, salacious. And he's not uh, hes not denying that that's him. And I have to tell you, uh, I know that a lot of good people are supporting him, and I, I would have too. I kind of defended him because he's been a strong supporter of President Trump. He's a strong supporter of the J6. But I think he's just really messed up. I think he's really messed up. I think we'll do him a very great disservice if we elect him back to Congress. He needs to get help. And so I, I couldn't support him. I'm just telling you. Uh, I think that um, Mark Meadows, there's a lot of candidates there challenging him. Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan are both su- supporting one of them. And I was just trying to find his na- name before I came back on the air, but I couldn't. So, But that's coming up May 17th. Um, Kentucky, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Idaho. You might need a pencil, okay? A pencil, a piece of paper, because you know how hard it is to track all of this stuff. Uh, May 24th is the Texas runoff, and that's where... Um, uh, the Attorney General, uh, help me, what's his name? I just had him on last week. Anyway, he's uh, he's up with the, the Texas runoff is coming up May 24th. And Alabama, very important race. Mo Brooks needs help. He needs help because President Trump had endorsed him and then removed the endorsement wrongly. From my perspective, a bad advice, bad advice, bad advice. Uh, so, um, and in Georgia, Herschel Walker. And then Arkansas is coming up on May 24th. Also, we just had Doc Washburn on, who's challenging Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, last week. Okay, so that's kind of a rundown. Some of the email here, quickly related. Um, Texas, uh, Charlotte tells me that Texas has two elections this month, one on May 7th. You got? Are you writing this down, Texans? Everyone will be voting on two propositions related to property tax. In addition, some residents, depending on their locality, will be voting on local positions such as mayor, city council, and school boards. So you know how important those are. That's May the 7th. And then May 24th is the second election that will be runoffs from the primaries. And I mentioned that just a few minutes ago. Uh, uh, um, I'm just blank. Ken Paxton. He's the, the, the candidate for attorney general. Okay. He's the present attorney general and the current candidate. Uh, this is uh, May 7th is, that's two days from now, Saturday, is voting for the Republican candidate House of Reps in Virginia. That's a huge deal because I'm sure it's still pretty close. Uh, so those of you in Virginia will want to make sure that you, you you know, bone up right now in whatever way that you can do that. And uh, so there you go. So now let me go to the phone lines because because I want to hear what you have to say. Here's Pete in Georgia. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Pete. Hey, Cindy. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, start again. Yeah, I can. I can hear you now. Okay, great. Yeah. Good morning, and thank you so much. God bless you for everything you're doing, which is amazing. Thank you. And um, I'm in Georgia, so look, real quickly. Um, we have uh, a major juggernaut in Georgia with Brian Kemp and and uh, David Perdue. David Perdue is not the conservative choice. I believe the, the Republican put him up there as a straw man, like knowing that we're not going to vote for Kemp. So therefore, they put up Perdue as an option. They're the same guy, pretty much. And the real conservative is Candace Taylor, K-A-N-D-I-S-S Taylor. She's wonderful. Pro-God, pro-Second Amendment, pro-life. 
She is a true American patriot. Um, she is, you know, everything a conservative wants to see as governor. And please get in touch with her campaign. I, I, I left uh, a voicemail for, for Adam. So you, uh, call, get in touch with the campaign. I'll, I'll call back and leave, leave, get, leave a number for, for you to call. Okay. But All right, Pete. Get, get on the air. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Hey, let me ask some questions. How are you connected with her? I, I know her. I, you know, I've met her over the last year or so, and we do a lot of campaigning and work for her. We, you know, and this is all grassroots. You know, one of my friends, Sarah, uh, bought 100 signs out of her pocket, and this is not a wealthy woman. You know, we, we, we do, I, I did an event at a local park uh, a week and a half ago. You know, a buddy of mine, Pete, bought 40 hot dogs, you know, cooked them at home, we bought them out, put it in the grill. Uh, you know, it was it's all out of pocket, and none of us have a lot of money. Yeah. So it, well, Pete. Trying, well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I, listen, I don't want to discourage. I the only thing, just I'm trying to get. Um, you have to. It when you're working in politics, and you probably know this because it sounds like you've had some experience. You have to use wisdom too, because we're dealing in a in a different world where a person has to be viable and electable. And I guess that's the issue that I would want to know about Candace, if she's viable and electable. And uh, even just because we want her to and because she's great doesn't mean that she's a viable candidate. And that's what a lot of people that vet candidates have to figure out because there are some great people who never see the light of day because they don't have the backing, they don't have the money, they're not ready to be a candidate. And so I'm not saying she's in that category. I'm just saying those are the things that I think about when someone brings a name my way. But we will look into her, and I appreciate you bringing that to my attention, Pete. Thank you very much. Let's go to um, Judy in Oregon. Good morning, Judy. Or jo- oh, wait, it's Johan in Texas. I think I clicked the wrong one here. Okay. Hello? Good morning, Sandy. Oh, this is Judy in Oregon. Okay. This We've is, got a different sorry, phone this system. Is Grant's path. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Sandy, I'm, I'm just like you. you know, I mean, I got so wrapped up with the campaign in my local community, and I'm just exhausted. And yesterday I remembered the National Day of Prayer. I went to my folders when I used to do big, sophisticated things, and I scrambled with all the media, and I went to, I went to the county missioners, and I went to the city council to say, please get people out here for our, at our flagpole today. So I'm scrambling right now to get something ready for a half-an-hour program for uh, afternoon. So I'm like you. I, I just got so wrapped up in everything, and then yesterday I realized I've got to stop everything and get something going in, in my community. Well, good for you. And so that's something other people could do as well. And there, are, if you look on the National Day of Prayer website, of course, you'll see different commemorations around the country that are already organized. People that did not forget, like me and Judy. And uh, and, uh, and listen, I love National Day of Prayer. I love it. It's a great loss yes. to me personally, not to remember it. Yeah. But Judy, thanks. Hey, tell us. Can you tell us anything about your politics out there? You got a primary coming up. Oh, oh, well, let me just tell you, we have got some really great, great people um, uh, running for, uh, for a, a, a governor in our state. I went to one of our, our, our forums, and uh, I'm telling you, we've got this Mark Thielman. Who, they, we have about seven that would be awesome uh, Republicans, and I think we have a good chance. Uh, Mark Thielman is good. Bill Sizemore is good. Um, we have locally here, we have a dynamic person that's running for our, one of our commissioners, and uh, John West, and signs all over, and uh, he's going to get good people into office and forget about everybody's buddy system. So um, uh, John West is an awesome person running for commissioner, 
and um, we just we just we have some we have a chance in Oregon. Trust me, uh, Sandy, we have a great opportunity in Oregon to uh, do things in our community. Great people, for, for our state. If people from Oregon are listening, Judy, how could they get information yeah. in Oregon? Well, believe it or not, they could go down to the Republican headquarters. Uh, we have forms. We have uh, we have our our poster boards. We have signs that they can put in their yard. Like I was running around to a bunch of places yesterday. So we're open. We're a very active community. Uh, we have a person by the name of Holly Morton to give her a plug. She has turned a non-existing uh, Joseph County Republican uh, group into a just. We're on the map, Sandy. We're on the map. We are just. She's dynamic. And tomorrow, we've had every month, we have a rally around the, the flagpole. So Saturday, we rally around the pole. We, we do some singing. We, we talk about our patriotism. And we're, we're gathering between, I don't know, 50, 75, sometimes 100 people at our flagpole. So oh, that's great, we're, we're Judy. Booming. Yeah, that, well, that's great. That's great to hear. And so where are you in Oregon if people want to, you know, come oh, to the flagpole um, with you? In, Okay, and Grants Pass, Oregon, and uh, um, let's see, it's over on uh, Williams Highway, uh, across from Safeway, is on this coming Saturday at 1 o'clock. We will be gathering around the flagpole, and and some good conservatives will say they're going to spill the last minute because our elections... Uh, you know, our, uh, the 17th is the deadline to get their uh, their their voting ballot in. Oh, okay, uh, very good, Judy. That's great. That's got I got that down, and people heard it. So thank you. And, and listen, I'm I'm impressed by your energy, and I'm grateful for it. Let's go to Johan in Texas. Good morning. Is it Johan? Is that right? Hello, hello. Good morning. Oh, good. Is that not like, Joanna? Maybe. <laughs> It's I've Joanna, only got it is. Okay, well I don't have the complete name so I had to guess. Okay, Joanna, what's on your mind? Okay, I just am so excited to have this opportunity to encourage every single listener today to go to ivoterguide.com. They can sign up to be notified when their voter guide is ready for review and they can make an informed vote on every uh race, you know, the depending on the state, at least all your congressional races, Senate races, a lot of them are having statewide, like gubernatorial. And it is a jewel of a tool. You cannot do better than iVoterGuy.com. Joanna, thank you for reminding me of that. That's that's AFA's go-to voter guide. So I appreciate you reminding me of what I should have been saying. <laughs> Thank you for your help. It's iVoterGuide, and yes, it's a great tool. It uses kind of different metrics uh, to tell you what people, uh, you know, who, who's behind people. It helps you to make some really good decisions. So, Joanna, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Kenny in uh, Texas. Good morning, Kenny. Quickly, if you can. Good morning, Kenny. Hello. 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 Good morning, Kenny. Ta- quickly, if you can. Hi. I, I was just calling about 2,000 mules, about the premier this week. We're talking about elections, and I was concerned that the information that came out in that movie was being buried because of the uh, issue with the, the Supreme Court and such. And I just wanted to know when you know, conservative radio was going to pivot to that movie because there's so much important yeah, no. information. Well, you know what, Kenny, I haven't seen it yet, but I actually did reach out to Dinesh. I've known him for years and asked him to join us this week, and I didn't hear back. That's the honest answer. But I, that doesn't mean anything uh, bad about him. It's just that's why I haven't covered it. But uh, it's, it is coming out this week, and some people are saying 
that uh, that that's the that's part of the reason for this leak, the timing of the leak, to get the attention away from that movie. And that that may very who knows they probably have lots of reasons. They're accomplishing a lot of things by causing this disruption. But I appreciate you bringing that uh, to the attention of our listeners. It's two thousand mules. Catherine Ingebrecht, who was our guest about oh a month ago or so, also worked with Dinesh on this. And it talks about it. It just talks about how the ballots and the ballot boxes uh, were were harvested. It's and I haven't seen it yet, but it's supposed to be great. So Kenny, thank you, thank you so much for reminding us of that. Let's go to Ben in Ohio. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hello? Good morning. Hi. Hi, this is Dan from Ohio. Dan. Okay. Hi, Dan. Dan. <laughs> I was at the elections. I worked the elections on Tuesday. In our precinct, we had oh, we had three precincts in our location, 10 people assigned to the location. What I want to do is tell people, um, Christians, conservatives, to get in there and work because we had 10 people assigned to our location. Three didn't show up. Um, I was the only conservative. All of the rest were Democrats. So when when there's a, any dispute or when you're handling um, sensitive things like ballots that have already been voted, you have to have a conservative or a, a Democrat and Republican worker handling that together. Yep, and exactly. If I have been, and if I wouldn't have been there, it would have been all Democrats handling those three three precincts. So it's important that yeah. we get Christians and conservatives out yes. there because, hey. Ben, well, I'm going to interrupt you just because the music's playing, but you are spot on. I've said that, but I haven't said it lately. And that is one of the big ways we can make sure that our elections are free and fair is if you sign up for a paid position, not a volunteer, go sign up and be a poll worker so that you can be there front and center and you can stop the chicanery, which will undoubtedly take place in November in the elections of 2022. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, Dan. And thanks for your work on behalf of the country doing that. All right, well, listen, it's just, this is the National Day of Prayer. So pray, pray today, even more than you do. Just take time, maybe even as soon as I say goodbye on your knees to pray for all the things we've talked about. And uh, I, Christian will be here in my place next week. Uh, and meanwhile, I'll, I'll talk to you really soon. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.